Hi, this is Bruce Beggs, and I'm pleased to welcome you to episode 25 of the American Coin Op podcast, Answering the Competition. Today's episode will examine responding when a new competitor enters your local market. I'm joined by an industry veteran who's all too familiar with what it takes to vie for laundry customers. Dave Menz is a passionate entrepreneur, husband, and dad who's been in the laundry business since 2009. He owns and operates a chain of four retail laundromats in Cincinnati, Ohio, under the Queen City Laundry brand. In 2016, he parlayed his experience into a new venture in laundry pickup and delivery under the Happy Nest brand. Dave has grown his businesses from a single unattended store into a multi-million dollar team of nearly 40 employees. His stores are either fully or mostly attended, have on-site managers, plus a general manager oversees the entire organization. He was an expert panelist at Clean 2019 and is widely respected in our industry. Dave, thanks for joining me on the American Coin-Op podcast. Sure. Thanks for having me today, Bruce. With your store already established, diving right into the topic, with your store mm-hmm. already established, you know, it makes sense that you'd want to size up a new competitor. Based on your experience, how would you recommend a store owner go about doing that? Yeah, I think there's, um, I think there's obviously more than one thing that can be done, things that we've done in the past. <clears throat> the thing we've had the most success with is uh, becoming a customer of theirs. Once they launch, typically what I've done is I visit their store on a monthly basis for at least the first year, um, go in there, physically do laundry, be nosy, ask questions, <laughs> talk, to the, <laughs> talk to the employees or the owners, be friendly, and just don't mention that I own a local laundry mat unless they ask. I've always felt like most new businesses, you know, they have a lot of wrinkles at first when they first open, which is to be expected. Um, I just pay attention to how quickly they adapt, how quickly do they get those kinks worked out. While I'm in there, I just overall assess the operation plans. Are they attended? Um, How are their prices? What's their location like? Do they have on-site management or not? Things of that nature. If I get a chance to talk to somebody, I'll ask them about their, you know, promotions. If they're running a special promotion for the time, I'll ask how long that's going to last. I feel like that gives me kind of an idea of whether they're continuing with the status quo or they're panicking, Um, you know, if they're gaining proper market share or not. Another thing I try to do is uh, drive by the store regularly uh, just to kind of gauge their growth. I don't stop in, but just drive by and see how busy they are. Um, another thing I do is um, I Google laundromat near me regularly and see if they're doing any advertising and if they are, how heavily they are. Social media, I'll look for a Facebook page, things of that nature. I feel like all these things together kind of give me a pretty good uh, grasp of the type of operators that they are and the type of competitors that they're going to be in the future. Differentiation can go a long way uh, in helping a customer choose which business he or she wants to use. So how can a store owner best promote what sets their laundry business apart from their competitors? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. The first thing that I always do is I want to evaluate, you know, what me and my team do well and what we don't do well. Um, hopefully we're already doing this on a continuous basis. Uh, the next thing I do is I evaluate what, what I feel like they do well, the new competitors. You know, once I learn of their plans to build in the market, I always recommend that people immediately correct and improve any processes that they feel are weak in their operations. It could be something as simple as freshening up their paint cosmetically, maybe adding new machines, maybe doing a complete remodel, depending on what their budget allows. But overall, I just recommend that people be proactive to start with. The next thing I recommend is people turn to specific weaknesses and turn them into strengths. So that's something that's that's we try to do on a continuous basis, but I think it's more important when uh, when you have a new competitor in the area. 
some of the best forms of promotion are from your customers themselves. And, you know, as we all know, they all talk to their friends, relatives regularly. And, you know, these things can happen organically, but you can also encourage them through online reviews. Um, at times we've run a promo where we'll give them some type of a freebie in exchange for an honest review or a check-in on social media or something like that. Um, that can really help to build your reviews and kind of build your commu community awareness. Another form is to obviously run paid advertising. Um, we recommend in today's market to do paid digital marketing campaigns, and we recommend that people have them managed by a professional digital marketer if they're able to. There's many free tools out there that you know people can use to do their own digital marketing, but I really feel like if you get sucked into that that market, if you're really competing with a company that really knows what they're doing, um, you're probably going to regret that. I'm reminded my mentor once said to me, it can sometimes be very expensive to be cheap. Um, <laughs> obviously, we we all have a you know we all have a we all have a budget we have to live within, and that's completely understandable. But you know I, I feel like that's really a market differentiator for us. And it's something we build into our operations. So I, I, I feel like that's something that everybody should be doing. Once a new competitor is in place, you know, they're there and they've been there perhaps for a while. How can the established store owner determine how that business is impacting his or her laundry? You know, how much time must pass before you're able to tell if that competitor is digging into your uh, bottom line? You know, the times we've dealt with it, what we've experienced is the best way to tell is pretty obvious. You're dropping revenue whenever you have a new competitor launch in the area. Um, if they're anywhere near you, you're going to have some type of a drop, at least upon the initial launch. And that's obviously a direct correlation of, of the new competitor. If you're visiting there monthly and doing laundry, you should notice an uptick in how busy their store is. I always recommend and I always try to go on the same day at the same time every every month. And that gives you a pretty good indication as well. Um, but overall, I feel like around 12 months is probably a pretty good barometer. If they haven't captured a significant share of the market in 12 months, they're probably in trouble, which is, which is good for you. Let's talk about VIN pricing for a second. New stores often offer special VIN pricing, you know, lower VIN per, perhaps just to get people in the door when they first open, you know, entice locals to try them out. What are your thoughts on changing prices on an established store, changing prices in response to a new competition? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, to be honest. I feel like uh, that typically is associated with desperation on behalf of the existing operator, or a lot of times just not knowing what else to do. I've always kind of felt like that we should compete on overall value, not just pricing. Yeah, okay. And, you know, Obviously, pricing is a small part, you know, small factor in overall value, but it's not as vitally important as many people think it is. And I know people like to make the exception that it's, you know, while the laundry industry is different, and maybe there's some level of truth to that. But overall, I just recommend that people don't get into a price war, uh, especially because nobody wins. If you get into a price war with somebody, you know, it's probably going to hurt both of you, which is never good. If they have a much nicer store and better operations than you, then you may be forced to compete on price, but that's never a good strategy. Another thing I try to try to keep in the back of my mind is that with a new new location, people will visit it. There's really nothing you can do to avoid them from visiting. They're curious. They want to see what it's like. I've always felt like the key is do they stay? Do they create a new habit? Or do they quickly return to you? Because they've tried it out. It's not, you know, the grass wasn't greener. 
And I've always felt like that's really the ultimate test over the overall value. You know, people, people might leave for a promo or something like that, but they're not typically going to stay for that. And a lot of times those operators also aren't going to, you know, keep those promotions long-term. Right. You, you referenced, you mentioned habit, and this kind of ties in, that kind of ties into uh-huh. to my next question. What advantages might an established laundry have that it could promote when competing with a new store? And, you know, habit comes to mind right away. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. Hopefully, you, you know, you already have an outstanding reputation in the community. And you've, you know, hopefully been constantly investing in, you know, your own marketing, uh, your own branding and things like that. So if you're doing things and operating at a very high level, then the new competitors, even though they may have a new store, I feel like they're, they're at a disadvantage because they are the unknown and you are the known commodity. Now, if you're known for not being a good operator and not being a nice facility, it can work against you. Sure. But I feel like that, that turns itself around too. And the fact that if you have great operations and great people, you know, modern facilities, reasonable pricing, then there's not a lot that they can really do to compete with you. You kind of are already ahead of the curve. You know, people don't like change. <laughs> and so I've always kind of felt like it's, it's not easy to force the public into new habits unless, you know, what they're doing right now, you know, that person isn't on their game. I don't know if that makes sense. but Sure, absolutely. It does. Overall, overall, I would say, you know, whether you, have a, whether you have a new competitor or not, I highly recommend that all laundromat owners that we run our stores each month as if a brand new operator is opening soon. You know, don't get lethargic. You want to keep your store modern. You want to keep your operations sharp all the time. You know, there's more than one way to ward off competition. Once they're there, they're there. But keeping your operations top of the industry, um, you know, is, is really important whether they, they open their doors or not. Where does customer feedback uh, rank in helping a, a store a store owner lead their laundry to prosperity in the face of competition? What about customer feedback? Uh, we feel like it's vital. The compliments will tell you and your team what you're doing well. Um, you know, when we're doing marketing campaigns or social media, you know, we don't hesitate to, to brag on ourselves, you know, promote the good things. So um, you, we're constantly posting. So you use testimonials from, from customers? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we're constantly posting testimonials that we're getting all the time. And then the flip side of that is the criticisms will tell you the, the areas that you need to improve. You know, if one, one person gives you an isolated criticism, that may not mean anything. But when you're hearing those things over and over again, you need to be humble, take that feedback, and, and use it to strengthen your business. And like I said earlier, turn a weakness into a strength. If you really are interested in, in operating at a really high level, you can find value in, in both the compliments and the criticisms. Could there be danger, Dave, and worrying too much about your competition when deciding how you're going to run your own business? In short, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you, if you spend all your time focusing on your competitors, then you're probably not focused on your operations. You know, you're more focused on them. And the, the problem with that is you don't have a whole lot of control over what they do, but mm-hmm. you have com- complete control over what you do. Right. So I don't believe that you should, you know, ignore your competition, but I do believe that the top operators in the country, they don't pay a whole lot of attention to their competition. From my observations and my experiences, the best operators have their own standards and they're typically, you know, much higher than any competitor for the most part. And if you only focus on your competition, then you'll only be slightly better than your best competitor. From my experience, the best operators in the industry that's a pretty low bar. 
and that's not acceptable to them. And it's not acceptable to us in the way we run our operations. We want to be head and shoulders above even a new laundromat that we're open, we're to open in our area. Right. Um, and we, we feel like that really differentiates us in the market. This has been some really great information, Dave. Any other comments about responding to competition that you'd like to share with the American CoinOp audience? I think overall, you know, obviously from my comments, we believe that the best way to ward off competitors is to constantly be pushing the envelope in your facility and your operations and your team. Um, always be reinvesting in your business and improving your training, improving your processes and procedures. You know, every month you should, you know, what we do is every month we try to be better next month than we were the month prior. And we do that on a daily basis and we do it on a weekly basis. That drives us pretty hard. The thing that I always tell people is remember that our industry is always, you know, it's, it's always evolving and changing. And so if you're operating your business the exact same way month after month and year after year for a long period of time, yeah. then parts of the industry are passing you by. New technology, you know, is drastically changing in our industry more so now, right now than ever before. And that technology is attracting new people to the industry that a lot of times are much more sophisticated business owners than maybe the laundromat industry attracted 5, 10, 15 years ago. And so if you're doing the same thing the same way year after year, then you're opening yourself up to new competitors that can possibly exceed that value proposition that I talked about earlier. You know, you don't ever want to give, that, give them that opportunity. If your value proposition is at the top of the industry, then the best they can do is match it. You know, they can't ever exceed those things. That's what I would tell people. That's how we operate our, you know, our chain of laundromats on a, on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. And it's, you know, it's brought us great success. Dave Menz, Queen City Laundry and Happy Nest out of Cincinnati. Dave, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thank you for sharing your expertise with the American Coin Op Podcast. Sure. Thanks for having me, Bruce. It was fun. The American Coin Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC, Chicago. Music is written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanCoinOp.com, and you can consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter, to learn about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin Op Podcast, this is Bruce Peggs, saying your cycle is up. <laughs>